Om Namo Narayanaya, welcome back. Today we are reading the Jabali Upanishad. So, I'm going to be reading today my rendition of this Upanishad. At one point, I had this desire to uh, rewrite a lot of them because they're really hard to just read. Forget about understanding, but just reading. They're, you're using old English, they're, they're using, I don't know, it's English by folks whose English wasn't their first language, and they're just really, really difficult, so I thought I might try to work with some of them, make them clearer, so they're easier to digest in one reading. I just did a couple, and then I was like, oh, this is time-consuming. <laughs> and it was tough, and it was tough. So this is, this is one of them that I did. If you like this, let me know. I'd be appreciated, you know, hearing that. It'd be nice to know. But the sage Pipalada approached the sage Jabali, asking him, Oh, godlike sage, would you please teach me the secret of the absolute philosophy? What is truth? Tatwa. What is the essence of life? Jiva. What are all animals? Pasu. Who is the Lord? Ashvara. And what is the method? for salvation. The sage Jabli explained to him everything as follows. The essence of life, Shiva, is nothing but God, the Lord of all beings, Pasupathi, who acts the role of egoism for all beings. Thus God as the essence of life, Shiva, of all animals, Pasus. He is the Pasupathi, who knows everything, and who does the five jobs, including creation, and is the Supreme Lord of all beings. All living beings, in common terms, are those animals which eat grass, do not have the ability of discernment on a high level, viveka, are led by others, are made to work in jobs, such as those in agriculture, and undergo a lot of suffering. Comparable to the human owner of such animals is the Lord Pasapati, who rules over all beings. The sage Pipalada then asked, What is the trick to acquiring all this knowledge? The sage Chapali replied, By wearing holy ash. With the holy ash in hand, recite the five Brahman mantras, starting with the Satsyo Jyotha mantra, and chant Agni Riti Bhatsma, or the holy ash is fire. Mix it with water while chanting Manastoke, then put the holy ash on the forehead, the head, and the shoulders in sets of three horizontal lines, the tilak, while chanting the three Trayusha mantras, starting with the Trayusha mantra. The Trayusha mantra is considered a form of penance. Those who have studied and know the Vedas say that this penance has been recorded in all the Vedas. To avoid rebirth, those who have great wisdom of the eternal should adopt this practice. The first line is called the gar gyaptya, or the domestic fire, that being the source of heat in the home. It represents the Sanskrit letter a, the quality of rajas, earth, the soul of beings, the power of creation, the most holy Rig Veda, dawn, and God in the form of Lord Brahma. The second line is called Dakshinagi, or the fire of the south. 
It represents the Sanskrit letter U, the quality of sattva, atmosphere, the soul inside the body, the power of desire, the most holy Yajurveda, noon, and God in the form of Lord Vishnu. The third line is called Ahavaniya Agni, or the fire of the sun. It represents the Sanskrit letter Ma, the quality of Tamas, the place of the gods, the super soul, the power of knowledge, the most holy Samaveda, dusk, and God, and the form of Lord Shiva. One who wears holy ash, whether he is celibate, such as a Prakmachari, or an ascetic like a sannyasi, gets rid of major in addition to minor sins. He becomes fit to worship all the gods. He becomes like one who has taken bath in all the holy rivers, and like one who has chanted the Rudra mantras. He does not have rebirth. This Chablid Upanishad tells us that this is so. It is sworn that he will not have rebirth. Thus ends the Chablid Upanishad. And here we have a very clear um, and interesting description of the meaning of the three lines worn by Shaivites. Now you may have seen that, I'm sure you have. You might have also seen that what's, it's called the Tilak. Um, the two lines by Vaishnavas, and then there's other variations. This one's this one's very common. Um, you see it a lot, and that's what these three lines mean. Now, for anyone curious and going, but wait a minute, isn't there four Vedas? The last one's with the Arthya Veda. Yes, <laughs> but that Veda actually came later on, and I believe it is a collection of things that have been brought together. It's not like the Rig Veda, which the Rig Veda is, that, that's written as the Rig Veda. Uh, the Arthya Veda is, is other things that have been jumbled, so it's a, a compilation. And it came after the fact, um, and yeah, it, it often gets left out in these things. So, uh, I will say, it's, it's really funny whenever I read these short, and, and this is very short, uh, Upanishads, after having delved into such books like the Srimad Bhagavatam on this channel, and the Kama Sutra, which just go on and on and on, and detail and detail, almost mind-boggling detail, I always feel a little bit cheated. It's like, um, is that it? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, thoughts, comments, all that good stuff, down below, let me know, uh, anything at all that's on your mind. And thank you for watching this. Until next time, Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Harry Harry, Harry Rama, Harry Rama, Rama Rama, Harry Harry.